earlier this week, I posted, um, I was so excited, I posted about my first podcast. And my first podcast was entitled Dear White People. And without uh, a classmate of mine by the name of Doug Jones, hey Doug, hope you're listening, he made the statement, is your speech going to promote one race over the other? And then he says, if so, this will only cause division. And I felt that was the most prophetic thing that he could ever say. And I don't even know if he's a Christian. I don't know if he knows God. I really don't know much about Doug. But he says, if one race is promoted over another, this will cause division. Well, Doug, this podcast is for you. So as I stated, I thought this was strange coming from your mouth, but you posted this. And I thought about it. Doug, even before your mama and your daddy got together, division began way before then. It began when your ancestors stole from the Native Americans. Division began when Africans were packed in boats, dying, dying, D-Y-I-N-G, on their way not to freedom, but to slavery. Division was caused when your ancestors counted us as two-thirds. Division was caused when my ancestors worked for pennies. And, you know, I can only talk about my ancestors. Worked for pennies in the cotton field. Trying to buy land that they would never even own. Because your ancestors stole it. So, Doug, yeah. Let's talk about division. If we promote one race over the other, division will come. So, Doug, this one is for you. Dear white people. Dear white people, I didn't start this podcast because I wanted to talk about racial injustices or inequalities. But I started this podcast because I wanted to encourage people, inspire people to dream big, like just to go after their dreams and make it happen so that we could live the American dream. Yeah, that one. But um, since the death of George Floyd, I haven't been too motivated. I haven't been motivated to inspire anybody to go after their dreams, to read a book. Um, Every time I flip a channel, Every time I flip between Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and even TikTok, I find myself clutching my chest over again and grasping for air. I read somewhere after George Floyd was laid to rest. Can we just move on now? Let's just get past this. To those that made that comment, thought that comment, even said it in silence, let me let you know that you can't tell people how long to mourn. And yes, we are mourning. We sat for eight minutes and 46 seconds and watched a man be murdered in the street. We're mourning. For eight minutes and 46 seconds, we wept as we watched the man that we didn't even know his name take his last breath, eight minutes and 46 seconds, we watched a man lay helplessly with three bodies 
across his body as he was handcuffed and died. So yes, we are mourning. But guess what? We're not just mourning for the death of George Floyd, but the hurt, the tears, the pain, the frustration, the anger grows back for generations. Hold up. Let me say that again. It goes back for generations, not 10 years, not 20 years, not 30 years, not 40 years, not 50 years. Are you tired of me counting backwards now? This goes back for centuries. So you can't tell me how long I should mourn when this has been happening year after year after year after year. Sometimes over and over throughout the week do we see this. And as I stated, we feel the pain all over again. We feel the pain that we felt for Trayvon Martin. We recry for Alton Sterling. Our heart pounds for Emmett Till. And guess what? We can even make this personal. We cry and feel the pain for our great uncles. For every black man that lost their life, not just because he was black, but because a white man, your ancestors, Doug, decided he was a black man that was worthless. They felt he was not important. So yes, we can talk about the divide when one race promotes themselves over another race. And this is just a disclaimer. I don't blame you, dear white people, for what your ancestors did. Doug, I don't blame you for what your ancestors did. But I do feel that you should at least understand the hurt, the frustration, the pain that I feel. Try to see through my eyes of the things that we have gone through as a race. Hmm. Let's try to understand how the great divide took more than just my last name. Let's understand how one race caused another race to fall behind for years just because one race thought they were better than the next race. I was listening to um, the news station. Yeah, you can call it fake news if you want. Um, some of it is fake, but not all of it. I was listening to and um, George Floyd's daughter says, my father changed the world. My father changed the world. And then Candace Owens. Yeah, now that's one name we might not want to say. She stated that George Floyd, because of his flaws, should not be seen as a hero. But I began to think about that. It was not that he was a hero, but after eight minutes and 46 seconds, within his last breath, he transformed into a hero and he brought the world to a place of togetherness. His daughter's words were correct. Her daddy changed the world. From London to the southern states of Louisiana, his last breath brought life and light into the topic that we're here on now, 
racism. Yes, this is the conversation that nobody wants to have. Racism. Racism has been taking the breath from my people for centuries. For centuries. Anybody know how long a century is? See, I like a talk back to me podcast. We may have to get something where we can just dialogue back and forth. But racism has been taking the breath from my people for centuries. We have prayed. We have cried. We have marched. We have sat peacefully. We have died. Just so that you can see me just as you see yourself. And I began to think about what if this was my son? What if 20 years from now, if I never said anything, if I never did anything, if I never talked about this, would my son be the next black man with someone's knee in their neck or the next black man that's gunned down simply because he played his music too loud? Would he be next because um, Karen decided to call the police on him and lie? Would he be next because they knocked in the wrong door and shot him to death? Guess what? No, 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 no. It's not going down like that. My son will not be the next black man murdered simply because he's black. I will use my voice. I will speak until hearts are changed. I will vote unto those that are not for all people. And I say all people, but guess what? I believe not just all people, but let me include you then on this one right here. Black lives too. I will vote until black lives are on the ballot. I will vote to pull out corrupt politicians. I will vote to ensure that there is no evil in high places. Not only should I vote, but guess what, dear white people? There are some things you're going to have to do too. I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of times we don't want to say anything because it may cause confusion or we don't want to cause any kind of uproar. But if your father is corrupt, you're going to have to bring him down. If your uncle sees a black man as target practice, you got to call him out. If your grandmother, your great-grandmother, still use racist slurs on today, you need to educate her. We can change the face of racism, but there are some things that we're going to have to do. Dear white people, help us pull down corrupt politicians. Help us trash these policies that are on the ballot. If your heart does not mourn when a black man are gunned down, if you do not shed a tear when a young black man runs through his own neighborhood and is gunned down by um, gunned down by father and son while the friendly cameraman records it, not saying a word, doesn't doesn't speak up but allows it to happen when he's gunned down in his own neighborhood, shot to death, hunted is what I like to see it as. He's hunted down. If you do not lose your breath 
as a mother falls over her son's casket simply because he enjoyed Skittles. You might need to do a self-check and check your heart. For those that live in the Bible Belt, if you go to church, not just on um, Sundays or maybe Bible study, if you catch it on maybe just perhaps Christmas, there's something in the Bible that tells you to check your heart because out of your heart will flow. Yeah, you know the scripture. (laughs) You know the scripture. It's as if you constantly find yourself saying, he looked like he's guilty or he's a big black man. He looks scary. You might need to check yourself. If your papa joined the police department with the wrong motive, you need to turn him in. If not, yeah, you're part of the problem. If the only time you voice that black lives matter is in your head, or let's say in the confinement of your own home. If you refuse to tell your neighbor to stop saying racial slurs, stop always having biases in their heart. Stop saying that there is no injustices and we're all equal. You are part of the problem. If you don't know what to say to them, if you don't even know what to say to me as a black person, I just ask you to stand beside us. Stand beside us. For those that are Christians, it's going to be a, oh, it's going to be a rough day when you stand before Jesus and he asks you, did you love like I commanded you to? Did you love like I commanded you to? It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I'm going to cut this podcast short, but I'll end you with this again. Racism has been taking the breath from my people for centuries. We have prayed. We have cried. We have marched. We have died. Just so that you can see us just as you see yourself and your family. Racism, we serve notice on you today. We're done dying. We're not dying anymore. It's over. Dear white people, let's make a difference. Speak up when you see injustices. Speak up when you see someone being treated unfair. Speak up when you hear it in your own home. Because the only way we can become equal is not to promote one race over the other. Doug, and you're right. If we promote one race over the other... A great divide will happen. So let's just do the right thing and love like the Bible says love.